Hello, people. I'm here with James. James, say hello. Hello, people. <laughs> oh, that was very intimate. It's well, I, I like I like to get very close to the audience when I speak to them, really get a personal relationship with them. Yes, that's what it is. But we're going to get very personal here. We're going to talk about distrust, the government, and conspiracies. Conspiracies. We're, we're going to talk about the psychology of why people... Because during the internet age, things changed a lot. I think there was always this sort of sense that uh, there was something a little bit off in the world. You know, you're paying your taxes and you're seeing the government get $10,000 haircuts. And then, you know, the, the healthcare system, all the beds in the hospitals are all full up and people would be a bit resentful towards that. But I think the internet gave us access to all the documents and the information and allowed like independent creators and the uncontrolled media sources to like put out these ideas that perhaps there are some very sinister operations going on up in the in, in the government and allowed people to access information and spin theories and um and what that's done is like created this massive movement where people have all these different theories about what's going on in the world you have people some people claiming that yes the earth is in fact flat and that the whole globe thing has been this giant lie and then there is an also one um some very very common ones that ground it in a lot more of a different way another one for example is the fake news one that's very very common a lot of people say that the news media are lying to us on purpose and um there's like a lot of demonstrable evidence to show that some of their their articles are less than stellar in their in their grounding and it seems to be pushing an agenda and there is this general sense that um that we we shouldn't trust people and uh, we shouldn't trust these people who are leading us, shall we say. And me and James are here today to talk a little bit about, to give credence to why people might be thinking this, and also also talk about the psychology behind this, and also to talk about the psychology behind people who label these people, shall we say, as conspiracy theorists. So, James, riffing off anything I've said there, well, what are your thoughts? Yeah, there's a funny thing about conspiracy theories, right? Because are they really conspiracy theories? You, you know, so so something will happen, right? So we, we exist in a society where we have like a government above us and it, and it looks after us and it technically controls everything. And as time has gone on, I guess, since the, the American Revolution, if, if you're in America, the government seems to have gained more and more power, right? And uh, the whole idea is, well, the government is good. The government is benevolent. The government is looking after you. And so someone comes along and they go, ah, well, how come the government lied about that? So you brought up Edward Snowden, for example. Look at that. That's a problem. And then everyone goes, ah, well, maybe that is a problem. Because, you know, people go along with all the stuff Snowden was saying. You know, it, it was proved to be correct. You know, there was evidence for it. And people go like, mm, you know, maybe that was correct. But then what do you do in that situation? And that's what the problem is. Because suddenly it's like, ah, what else did the government lied about? Maybe all the other conspiracy theories people were talking about is true. So, so the, the whole idea of a conspiracy theory isn't really a conspiracy at all. Like it is the government conspiring to keep something from you, but it's not a, a conspiracy as such. It's more something like um, we have to exist in the world in a pragmatic manner. We have to go about our lives. And so we have to have some kind of cognitive dissonance with things because you can't act as if the things are true unless you have some kind of serious power behind you, you can't. So I guess what you and I, Stefan, like, like to do for fun, because we're very open people, is like, that might be true, that might be true, that might be true. <laughs> ah, shit, what if all this is true? And then it's like, well, what do we do about it? We can't do anything about it. You know, yeah. all, we, all we can do is come up with a, a theory and a motivation behind why the government would be doing this stuff to us, and also examine ourselves. You know, what's our real motivation for wanting to believe those things too? Yes, that's 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 a good one. Your dog seems to agree. Is um, like, 
there's there's a lot of messy feelings involved in this like you got to be like obviously you want to be careful that you're not a paranoid conspiracy theorist now there, there's even a problem with this idea of conspiracy theorists because that seems to me to be a loaded phrase you know like i've seen some some suspicious evidence to suggest that the cia over in america put out a document around about the 60s to to um talk about how you debunk alternate opinions but i guess the first premise here is that whoever is in power we're going to take away their intentions whether or not we'll just assume that whoever's in power obviously in the in the the nature of self-interest wants to preserve their power obviously like that just makes sense Every, everything that is in wants to preserve its power it doesn't matter if it's democratic or republican it's just like the the state the machine wants to keep itself in order and so you would utilize uh, for example intelligence you would try to control the minds of people to some extent and and the cia the the intelligence agencies would be part of that and they would be it, it's this thing that they call manufacturing consent it's it's something that a, a very famous marketer edward bernays used to talk about and then um, so they said that like if you get an alternate opinion a challenging opinion opinion that will destabilize the state which is in generally speaking considered a negative thing you don't want a state like america right now where it's literally about to go into civil war you don't want that stuff you want to keep it as stable and everybody on the same page as much as possible and so they try to like uh, keep keep uh, alternate opinions at least on the down low or, or like kind of push them out of the mainframe because it's it's almost it's, it's in a weird way the way i model it is like if you think about the way you, most people deal with problems is that they kind of block them out unless they're really serious and so it's the same thing a government is like a giant a state is like a giant mind and what it's doing is it's using cognitive dissonance in the same way. It's saying like, look, fuck it. Like maybe, maybe we've done something bad in the past, but we just don't want to deal with this right now. We just want to put this out of the way. And so they would, they would use things like labeling things as conspiracy theories, like wacky alien talking, you know, outsiders, fringe theorists and all this shit like that and try, try to bop it out. And, and, and that, that's an interesting problem because that would, that would seem to be the psychology of why a government w would do it, why there would be a, a effort to do this stuff but then on the flip side and um, you may also get a person who is shall we say ostracized from society say they're not that successful say they haven't they're, they're not that charismatic say for example women have uh, have uh, condemned them throughout their whole life and so they go online and they find MGTOW and they find uh, um, anti-feminist rhetoric and maybe there's something to that but what they do is they attach their resentment they attach their all those negative experiences they had with women they say yeah women have taken over society and they're evil. We should uh, we should blame them for everything. And you can see how dangerous or how unstable um, that can be because it can be someone's psychology expressing onto the truth. And this is where the grounds become very very muddy. We don't know we don't know if the flat earthers are trying to tell us that there is a conspiracy or if the flat earthers are trying to tell us that they feel left out of society or they feel left out of their scientific careers or something like that. So. Uh, any thoughts, sir? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, well, you got to be intelligent when you analyze a conspiracy theory. Right? I like to think I'm a quite, quite wise chap, right? But, but you, you you've got to be intelligent when you analyze them. You got to analyze the motivation behind them because there are lots of conspiracy theories, right? So we'll lay out all the possible conspiracy theories on the table, from like JFK to flat Earth to 9/11, whatever you want, man. And then you've got to first of all think, okay, which one of these is the most likely one? And then you go, okay, there must there must be some kind of scale of likelihood. And then you're going to have a conspiracy theorist who's going to come and go, they're all true. And then you go like, wow, OK, your motivation probably isn't intellectual consistency. It's probably resentment against the system that probably kept you down. It's another variant of the feminist myth, in my opinion, where like I didn't get to where I want to, to be. So therefore, I put my things out on you. And it's like the, the conspiracy theorist who believes 
everything like literally everything is probably motivated by the same thing but, but then as you're saying you've got to flip and look at what the the government's motivation is so you know the government might be benevolent in wanting to hide things from the public for example you know they might put something in the water supply because evidence suggests it's really good for us <laughs> we'll say but they know the public aren't going to accept it if they suddenly say we're putting this brand new chemical in the water supply you know or they catch wind of, of a disease as it's coming secretly over from soviet russia and they don't want the public finding out about it so they keep it quiet and they put the, the thing in the water supply yeah, and all oh that. So, so you know that that's one particular thing it might simply be that there was like a squabble in government so we'll take jfk for example maybe a different wing of the government wanted to get rid of him so it's like an internal fight you know so it's not really benevolent it's not directed at us it's just them sort of fighting out their problems right and then you got the flat earth <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the flat earth would be that's probably something um, well, there's two possibilities on the flat earth. Uh, either the current government are trying to hide that from us because they're actually good and previous governments hid it for us from uh, malevolent reasons, but they're like, oh shit, if this gets out, everyone's going to lose their damn minds. So actually they're good. Or it might simply be, we have to try and keep the secret of the universe hidden from these people so that they think they're nihilists and nihilism is correct so we can go harvest on them. So, oh so, so it, it, get, it, it gets complicated when you want to try and attack it. And if you attack it purely from the mindset, in my opinion, anyway, purely from the mindset of government bad, you know, us good, they lie, we truth, then that becomes the ideological framework. But if you try and break down objective facts, that's when we can have, or maybe it's a complete excuse to believe in the flat earth. I don't know. My friend. <laughs> it's, a, it's really hard to know. Like, I think, I think this is why it's such an interesting thing is because it's, it's not straightforward in any way. First of all, I think the one bias that could, that should be analyzed. And I'm not saying I understand this, but should be analyzed is a lot of the time you get this us versus them dynamic. You get this, this Frodo versus Sauron dynamic. You get these little people on the internet, the working class, the, the Volk, and what they're doing is they're saying, you realize that those elites up there at the top, they're, they're, they've got their foot in their heads and they're stamping us down. They're vampirically sucking out all our energy and whatnot. And um, now this is, this is, this is, I think could be a misunderstanding of the nature of power because power could be more complicated than we're willing to get it. It could be less uh, it, le it could be less flattering than we're willing to assume. Like there, there is this, I'm going to use Edward Bernays as the perfect example here. Edward Bernays was a, a PR agent who, a public relations agent. He was the guy who was essentially invented it. He was a brilliant marketer. He created the American dream. He got women smoking. He put fluoride in the water. He was really involved with mass manipulation. Noam Chomsky talks about him in his manufacturing consent. And um, Bernays learned off Sigmund Freud. He was Sigmund Freud's nephew. Bernays was involved in the propaganda machines during the, war, the world wars. He got he got the American government to, to invade uh, Latin American countries and all this stuff. Bernays was a genius at manipulating the people. Now, we would maybe look at him as evil. We would look at him as evil. But what, what's interesting is that Bernays himself explained his perspective and his motivation on people. He believed that the masses... And this is a very unflattering thing. He believed that the masses are incapable of ruling themselves. He said, if you leave the masses to themselves, you get situations like the French Revolution, where the masses get coagulated together under like very strange ideals and then slaughter the aristocracy and then uh, uh, like, you know, have a reign of terror where they kill, they start killing each other. They're just, it's almost like they treat them like a baby that doesn't know what it wants. And it just ye like yells about all this stuff that it wants. And then you give it something, it kills everything and then it starts killing itself. And it, it almost needs to be 
controlled. It needs to be uh, tamed. It needs to be led. It needs to be guided and whatnot. And so from that framework, you, you get this distrust towards the masses from the elite. The elite almost think that they're evil in some sense. Like I'm sure Bernays would have looked at Nazi Germany and he would have looked at Soviet Russia and he would have said, you just can't trust the people. You can't trust the people. The people need to be led. The people need to be led. And from that framework, you can start to get to the idea of, okay, well, if the people need to be led, what we've got to do is manipulate them to some extent because they're the people aren't humble enough to admit that they're not great leaders you know they're not great kings they don't know you can't the people aren't humble enough to admit that they don't understand how to run geopolitics they the people aren't capable of admitting that they're they that sometimes you have to bomb other countries in order to stabilize your country and so i think people like bernays who is a good representative of how the, the 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 elites might think might have said well maybe we need to manipulate them to extent maybe we need to make the world simpler than it is in order to keep them under control but that's assuming that the elite are have a somewhat shall we say at least politically realistic maybe even slightly benevolent motivation but by that very same frame we could say that people like bernays had a very malevolent motivation and were perhaps trying to consolidate power and steal stuff off the people. What do you think, sir? Well, yeah, I mean, that's both good and evil. That gets complicated because if somebody with those opinions that the masses need to be led without any kind of input got into position of power through democracy, for example, then they would be going directly against the will of the people that got them there in the first place. So their intentions might be good, but they're actually going against what the people have got them there for. So that's bad faith. So that, that's sort of muddy. But then I want to explore the, the idea of the elite actually because that's quite that, that's that's one of the problems with conspiracy theories because when you start digging in into these things um it becomes really difficult to know what the elite is because it, it does follow a dreamlike narrative right like everything else and it may be true because everything is a dream right but what is the elite because okay we'll, we'll take one of the flat earth ideas one of the more sophisticated because <laughs> this is one of my favorite things i've got a few people in real life who in real but this isn't real life who like the flat earth so i talk to them all the time it's they're great fun um <laughs> but what it, what it is is okay so if the earth is flat clearly loads and loads of people know it's flat presumably right so it'd be our government and it would be the russian government and the american government or whatever they they would all know and it's like so but who within those governments is actually the ones who are willing to keep this secret because that then becomes a big problem and it gets it gets messier and messier and messier and this is where the craziness aspect comes in because what what you'd be saying is the russian government and the american government are both collaborating on a particular project at oh one level God. of government or another <laughs> which everyone who is a public spokesperson knows about or is made damn sure that they don't actually access so it adds this extra layer of well every single war in the past is actually based on a lie then because maybe they're all proxy wars to keep this top top thing hidden. So it's so actually so it so it stops being like the Earth is flat and starts being everything you know about everything in the entire universe is completely false and wrong. And 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 that that's where the problem comes in. And it comes into the idea of who the hell are the elites and who the hell actually know these things, right? So so by when you say elites, do you mean uh, government as such? Yes. So this this is where we start getting nuanced. This is I think this is the fundamental premise I'm trying to push forward is that. This is a very difficult topic because I don't think people understand the true nature of power. First of all, the true nature of power is 
almost always darker than people are willing to admit. Like, I think this is something Nietzsche kind of describes quite a lot is that the, the aristocrats, the elites, the great men should be beyond Christian morals. They should be on lower class morals because these people have to make adult decisions. These people have to say stuff like we're going to have to go and invade another country and kill many of their civilians to win, to stop our civilization getting destroyed. And that's that's something that's very hard for, for example, a typical farmer to moralize because that takes like, and I, I don't mean this in like a, um, uh, a disrespectful way, but it does take a lot of time to contemplate to sort your head out on that and like some people just don't have the time in their lives to do that some people need to say all right i'm just gonna work i'm gonna have my family i'm just gonna be led i'd rather live that way and whatnot so so there is a sort of dark side to life and there there, there are adult like you know adult perspectives that are more way more nuanced and way more difficult for people to comprehend and way more you know beyond good and evil we shall say but when it comes to the powers to be and understanding first of all that they may act like this there, there is a sense that um we don't even understand the power structures like it is very like in a democracy if you want a democracy to function properly you need a really well-informed uh, civilian laity and i don't i think the civilian laity believe that just because you get presented with a politician that that politician has absolute power like you would imagine that donald trump can walk in there with a magic wand and say build a wall kick out all the migrants you know build the road build all this stuff but donald trump answers to a huge huge congress and not only that but like there's definitely a system of people who have a load of money who dictate what donald trump gets to say decide and do like there is definitely a shall we say a financial support which are also have their own intentions which are hidden from the public these are the puppet people behind behind the scenes and i think this is where people start to project dreamlike this idea of like the illuminati for example they they know that behind the scenes there are there are um there are a magician behind the throne who's whispering like grima worm tongue in lord of the rings he's whispering in the ear of the king and there, there is a sort of sense that that is there and i don't think that's naive to suggest that that is there and i don't think it's naive to suggest that those people probably host the most amount of power and it's important to understand that those people might exist. And I think the, the massive conspiracy theories that I see going on are suggesting that these people are like parasitically involved in all governments around the world and are working together in some type of coagulated way in order to take the entire world population under control and vampirically suck out all their energy for um, using the flat earth model or whatever. Like th there is, there is, there is that type of, I think that is the ultimate conspiracy theory if it was to say it. And that uh, that is almost like the, 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 the normal person have allowing their imagination to project onto these systems of control. And then this is what they start to see. They start to see a, a fake puppet, which is the politicians who lies all the time. And then they, they start to know that there's something behind them, but they can't quite articulate it clearly because it's obviously it's not talked about to us. And that starts to form into the Illuminati and these secret societies and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then that idea gets quite dangerous because then you ask the question, well, how does one get membership into the Illuminati club? which actually happens to be a really big problem, not just because I would like to be in the, the Illuminati. Maybe I am. Maybe the reason why we're actually uh, not releasing the true secrets to the public is because we are members of the Illuminati. <laughs> which, and obviously <laughs> the, the bigger the audience shows, you get, right? yeah, the, more, the bigger the audience you get, the more likely people are to think that about you, which is really interesting. And then it begs the question of like, okay, maybe, maybe that's not true. But it's like, how the hell do you get into the Illuminati? That's a really big problem because it's 
well, we'll take Donald Trump, for example. Donald Trump in, in, in the conspiracy dream was he was meant to be the savior, right? He was the outside figure, despite being like a New York businessman and a billionaire. It was like, no, he's meant to be the savior. And then, you know, he starts off talking about 9-11 as, as, if, as if it is a conspiracy. And then all of a sudden he gets into power and it's dumb, no more. It's like, <gasps> oh dear. So it's so it either, so they're like, they're like two possibilities. Either normal people get into positions of influence where they're forced to either continue doing something, like they're forced to push the agenda forward, or else their families die, for example. You know, that's, yeah. po that's yeah. possible. And then, you know, if someone speaks out, then they'll be killed. And then the video footage of that by the internet algorithms is secretly hidden, right? There are loads of assumptions to be made, but they 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 exist in in sort of, you know, it's a reasonable hypothesis to, to, to draw. Or there's a problem with democracy as such in that every single person you think you're voting for, the election is already rigged. So that every single person from a young age that comes from maybe long lines of strange families is actually someone that's meant to go into this line of work anyway. But then it begs the question, why the hell go forward with this weird dream at all? Why would the Illuminati bother with all that at all? Why wouldn't they just get down to business, right? Oh. So so, so you, you, you sort of see the try and I'm trying to uh, walk, walk you through there. It's like you've gone from Illuminati to like serious implications as to what the Illuminati means for your every single day life. Every election is probably either rigged or those politicians have got a gun to their head saying, do exactly what I say or else your kids are gonna die, right? And and that's where the craziness comes in because you can't be a mild conspiracy theorist. We can play yeah. with ideas like we are because we enjoy it, but then when you go full fledged, it's like, oh no, 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 no. You ain't coming back from that. And you're, you're the crazy person who no one wants to have a drink with. Yeah, well, like that's it. Once, once you accept some of these as, as first principles, the reasoning from those first principles is absolutely astounding and leads you to the earth is flat. Like, you know what I mean? Like well, it but is even, even more mild than that. So one, I think most people in the United Kingdom believe in is princess Diana and that princess Diana's death was, uh, you know, everyone in the boomer generation has obviously heard of princess Diana and, and, you know, she was, she was the princess of England like 20 years ago and she died a mysterious death one day. Like she, she was she was being driven in the back of a car her chauffeur drove her into a tunnel and then the car crashed in the tunnel and she died loads of strange things that took place the specifics don't matter but it's like okay if lots of people a significant proportion of people in the united kingdom believe there was something shady going on with princess diana's death what the hell does that say about the government of the united kingdom the royal family of the united kingdom and what does it say about the cognitive dissonance that these people hold because they're not going all the way if they went all the way we'd have anarchy like, we're, oh, yeah. like, like if people actually took that seriously and were like the queen and prince charles kill princess diana we, we would be screwed as a country i think this is actually a really good place to deviate into a historical grounding for understanding power in that when someone suggests and this is actually to give kudos to conspiracy theorists like that even that word is just too charged like it's it's kind of a bullshit mm. where it's turning into like the nazi or the racist word it's kind of losing its power nowadays because it's it's overused so much but anyway um people are like oh there's there's a group of people at the top a set of elites that are manipulating the masses or controlling the masses or leading the masses if you want to be as neutral or even benevolent as you want and that that's exactly what an aristocracy was like it, i think the thing that's weird nowadays is that for some reason we don't we talk as if everybody is on the same page and everybody is equal but back you know 400 years ago ireland and england were ruled by a an aristocratic kingship and this aristocratic kingship was very 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 particular about inbreeding with itself in order to keep its blood pure like this these these aristocratic monarchies 
ruled all of Europe, all the all the aristocrats in Europe and Russia, like the Russian kings, the Russian Tsars and the uh, Victorian English queen. Well, they're all family. They're all family. They're all family. And that goes back all the way to like fucking who knows? Like that could go all the way back to Babylon for all we know. Like that is an old lineage and they have been fantastic at preserving that. They have been very, very particular about not letting those bloodlines get tainted we, we, we actually know how far back it does go at least in england um the current queen is a descendant of alfred the great who was the first english king and then in myth mythology she's not a direct but it's the same bloodline same family right and then the mythology around him is uh, around the year 500 a.d Serdic of wessex i think is how you pronounce it he just landed on the shores and then it was like a never-ending bloodline up to the current queen and therefore all the other royal families on planet earth it's like so where the hell did Serdic of wessex come from it's like Serdic sounds like a german name is he a saxon was he yes yes but none, nonetheless that that's an astounding and this is not contestable this is a hundred percent fact is that these people work together in order to maintain not only separate from the masses like it was a caste system you had the aristocrats you had the, you had the royalty then you had the aristocrats who were essentially bureaucrats who would take care of the land they were landlords and then you have the working class who were the vast majority of people and they just accepted that they were not and they never would be blue blood they were not part of the conquering race and that they were just gonna they were gonna the conquering race were gonna live off their labor and the conquering race were gonna perhaps protect them um i think this is what's interesting about this is like in those medieval times we see that almost as evil but back then th th this was one of those unspoken social contracts where it's like look the kings are going to protect us they're going to fight wars they're going to maintain our lands together that like the king is fine i'm a, I'm a farmer i'm going to do my work i'm going to f uh, give it to the king and the king's going to take care of me it's it's almost like accepted do you know what i mean it was it was a uh, it was just it was quite stable and i'm not sure if revolutions were that common back then like i think that's more of a modern thing as far as I understand. I'll have to look into that a bit more. But nonetheless, the idea there was that there was an explicit group of an elite class of power that ruled and that literally said that they were divinely chosen and separate and their blood was separate and they acted on that as well, which is an astounding problem because well, well, was... they were also supported by the people too, which which is also curious. Like we had we had yes. a period in England about a thousand years ago called the anarchy that lasted for about something like between 20 and 50 years, somewhere around there. And it was and it was over who should be the new monarch. It was like, and, and the, the people, because in England, you were England and France and Norway. We all sort of were like this big mess back then. And and you would have half the people fighting to the death for one and half the people fighting to the death for the other. So that's, so is it, is that a conspiracy? Were you, were you trying to say perhaps that's a conspiracy which has reached over the dawn of time or the support of a, a divine monarch is actually part of the religious dream that actually helps build states? Well, see, this is interesting is because like we obviously assume because we're like very arrogant moderns that those people back then were just deluded idiots who were, you know, suppressed by religion and too stupid to realize that there's a scientific world that they're like getting brainwashed by. And of course, they accepted monarchies because they're just fucking fools who didn't realize that they didn't have to accept them. But then when you like actually humble your ass and actually think that these people were our ancestors and they struggled through a much harder time than us, and they were likely more sophisticated and more intelligent than we are. And um, there's that's that's an amazing choice they make. They they accept monarchies, you know, and it, it is something that's standardized. It, it is based on this idea that there is an upper class 
and that there's no way I will ever socially mobilize into the upper class. And so I'm going to accept the upper class on all levels. And um, and that's not a conspiracy. That's actually what I'm saying is that 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 model of reality, that idea that you've got the milk and then you've got the cream that rises to the top is is that hierarchy is is accepted. It's explicit. It's not hidden. But then in the modern world, we have this idea that there is no hierarchy, that everybody has a fair chance and that me and you, James, could run for presidency tomorrow of like, we'll say, imagine if we lived in America and me and you could get elected to that. And so the idea is that, okay, so like me and you can run to the, and become president and that's that's perfectly, that's, that's how things work. But in reality, there is actually a shadow elite that somewhat keep hold you back from that to a large extent. There is a sort of sense that... uh like for example i i've talked to you before about the orh negative bloodlines running in mm. the in the presidencies in america and it makes you think that this hierarchy actually is there and it is um it, it's just it's not talked about it's it's somewhat hidden and through the enlightenment and napoleon and all that when we got rid of aristocracies what that meant is that these people had to almost hide to a large extent and become more deep state like and i think mm. that uh because our natural instincts is to see this dream because we believe because that that is what is in nature and we want to see the hierarchy that when we look at the world we we project that dream back onto the world and almost maybe that's why we see an illuminati symbol is because we're actually seeing the hierarchy and and we we know it's right and so we assume it's there and because it's so hidden that's why we might project bad intentions onto it it could be a shadow of some sort Mm, that's a thing about conspiracies as well as they seem to be slightly utopian as well I'm, I'm trying i'm trying to 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 not give conspiracy theories too much credit i guess in this conversation trying to keep it as rational as humanly possible which is bloody difficult to do but we, there is definitely an aspect of utopianism in it as well because the assumption is um implicit in it is some kind of revolution i think that yes, we need yes. to do something about the powers that be and then what's the result of that is like we'll be in a better world and it's like, or we'll be in a perfect world. And it's like, well, maybe that type of power structure, as you were saying, is innate to human beings and power always corrupts in that manner. So maybe we we like dissolve the deep state and we go and we, we build our own libertarian colony somewhere. Maybe the exact same thing will happen. Like maybe the exact same thing will happen. Take, take like Soviet Russia, for example, the natural thing was some kind of dictatorship started to form and and strange international relations with the dictatorship began to form it's like well maybe soviet russia was also a conspiracy theory maybe and that's quite a popular one too so like, or maybe that's just the way power structures go too so I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to trying to pick apart like where can i see the dreamlike state come and create an ideology you know this good this bad and then that will help me remain sane while i while i traverse the flat earth plane for example <laughs> Well, I think I think what I would be pushing forward is a Jungian archetype of the hierarchy that Jordan mm -hmm. Peterson talks about. He's very famous for putting that forward. And I think that that is an interesting one because it does fit the Illuminati symbol in a weird way. And what I'm trying to front is that back in the days of the aristocracies, this was actually explicit and obvious and people accepted it. And so we had a religious substructure that supported that. And none of this was really argued with at all. And things were more, more straightforward. But when we went through the Enlightenment and specifically the French Revolution, the libertarian revolution, the liberal liberal revolution, I should say, um, Napoleon com comes, they kill all the aristocracy, then they go through this chaos period and then they establish a very shady rulership and then it, it, it's premised on this idea that everybody's free and equal. And um, but then, as I said, th this this hierarchy appears nonetheless. You get a government and the government are worried that if you 
if you if you allow the masses to think that they can rebel that they will come up and kill the, the ruling class and then they'll it will lead to a period of chaos where they just kill loads of people until there's more order stabilized and so there's always this there's this doubt distrust scorn directed towards the masses because on one hand they want to believe that they're they they almost hubristically want to believe that they're good and that they can r rule themselves but in reality they can't or when they do they do a terrible job and it causes a lot of bloodshed so there's this almost this this would be i guess i'm trying to steel man their position and say this is probably why they're so manipulative and they they might be um keeping facts from us and i, I think mm. actually i should say this because we're going to work off first principles there's a lot of evidence to suggest that um our governments, our leaders lie. Our leaders oh, yeah. do things that are negative. Like the, the Edward Snowden thing is just a very, very harsh red pill. MK Ultra is a very, very harsh red pill. That's that's an example. It's on Wikipedia, like you know, the most kosher place of all. You can go onto Wikipedia and it will say the American C the, the CIA, the intelligence agency, sexually abused children experimenting with. Uh, trauma-based mind control of the u.s population and also populations of other places around that's insane that's just utterly like that's a that's a huge like what mm. okay wait that, well, that's a, a serious there, damage in choice there is there is again trying to act from first principles it's like if you say the cia did this it could be that the cia managed to get itself corrupt so so for a small period of time the cia was corrupt rather than the entire american government Right. But, but from what I was hearing you say, what I, what I imagine is like, so hierarchies are, are an inevitability of human society. Yes, yes. And there's like a, a divide, we'll say. The lowest resolution divide is those who rule and those who are ruled. Right. And then and then those who are ruled have resentment against those who rule partially. And then it's getting more and more so as time goes on, I think, at least at least consciously articulated. So in things such as feminism and the more socialist ideologies. If, so are you saying that the the elites are aware of the risk of the of the masses resenting them so that they they, they keep their existence hidden? So that as if they the masses don't have anything to be resentful against, therefore maintaining the hierarchy across time, therefore less deaths. It's it's something to do with that idea. It's something to do with the masses are incapable of leading themselves. And now here's we can add another negative spin on this to to front for the conspiracy theorists more is that if you allow like for example slaves are less productive than people who think they're free. So maybe if we allow everybody to think they live in a democracy and they can choose their own jobs and then we just tax the fuck out of them, they'll be more productive than if we try and slave them. So the idea is like, all right, well let's let's do that. Let's try create a system where people think that they've got the illusion of freedom will give them puppets to choose from you know you've got like two sides of the same coin you can have hillary or trump it's like you know it's all the same anyway and then there's like a hidden uh group at the back who are pulling the strings but they're very very careful not to put themselves out in front because they're the real power and the, the masses will actually start to cop that okay they're the target you know if like there's a target because what happened when, when you have an aristocracy and what happened with napoleon and all that was like it was the, the monarchy was a very clear target it's like get them like we know exactly who has all the power we know exactly why we suffer it's because they have all our shit so let's go kill them it's the same in russia it was very very clear who was the problem it was the sars because they were the the imperial aristocrats and marx was creating that divide between the classes and whatnot mm. um so we're assuming that it's an inevitability and then therefore the 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 elite the powers may be trying to cast a, a magic dream a spell and uh, hide themselves from from the from the people to an extent because they can't trust the people the people rebel they cause bloodshed and that bloodshed may seem benevolent but what it ends up being is quite negative because 
they end up killing a lot of people and then they they're like oh what do we do now lead us napoleon lead us and then napoleon takes power and tries to take over most of europe or something like that mm, that sounds reasonable and you're, you're giving the government a, a fairly reasonable motivation for hiding themselves and hiding their yes. true intentions um so do you reckon the most likely reason for an illuminati type structure is purely financial so you could say if, if, all, if all the governments are in on it for example they have little proxy wars and then you notice conveniently that henry ford made tanks for both sides which is interesting and then you can say all those high elite businessmen they were in on it too and the whole thing is just to generate wealth and then the elite the elites don't care because they can just send the the poor little citizen foot soldiers in to do their stupid little fighting because not only are they incapable of leading but they're also they kind of are kind of a bit stupid they haven't got the right bloodline or whatever do, do you think it's purely financial so they can live lovely cushy lives or do you think it's something more sinister like obviously i think it's something more sinister because that's way more fun than being rational, being rational <laughs> me too, being, me too. Being, being rational is important but it's like so fucking boring like i'd rather imagine that world war one happened because they were trying to cull the population because they were scared that if the the population of british men grew too large from the mining towns that they'd like rebel but of course i'm not going to say that because that's completely irrational and i'm going to go back to what is likely more reasonable <laughs> Um, but there, there are some suspicious problems where you get, for example, the Rothschilds, who are a financial, unnational banking cartel that funded both sides of the Napoleonic Wars. Now, that's very interesting. So, like, you have that situation where you're kind of thinking to yourself, yeah, these people seem to be, there seems to be something that's transnational that gets very, very suspic suspicious because... They, 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 these people are, are, are rising above the, 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 the nations themselves, and that is the monarchies as well, and creating sort of a, a, a world perspective, a world elite, shall we say. And I think this is where the Illuminati really gets into it. And um, the idea that I, I, I do think that there might be an effort in order to stabilize the world, especially since the Cold War, if you think about it. Like what happened with the Cold War was there's a problem where we were going to blow each other up. So maybe maybe the decision was made that, okay, we cannot trust nations at all. That's They're too dangerous. So what we got to do is we've got to pacify all the nations and bring them under, bring them to heel under a world conglomerate of elites. And these tiny, tiny elites, the 1%, shall we say, or the 0. 0.0001%, are need to morally uh t tame all these these warring nations and bring them to heel because we can't trust them anymore because they're going to blow themselves up that would be the same idea as like you can't trust the citizens because they'll rebel and kill themselves but now it's like all right they're going to blow themselves up with bombs so we need to we need to completely take them under control perhaps through somewhat sinister means like debt slavery shall we say which the kudos to the conspiracy theorists but maybe it, it's more simple it's like all right pacify them with with news media for example or something like that and uh that that could be something that to look into that could be the, the something that's going on there to an extent mm. and that's not as sinister as saying that they're trying to take over the world so that they can like suck all our children's blood and uh, you know do satanic rituals in hollywood like that's that's different that's actually a, a bit more grounded and a bit more possible and a bit more logical because you know like nuclear bombs are scary and maybe these people are sort of saying to themselves well I'm really worried about nations going to war over territory and destroying the entire human project. So maybe I should stop, you know, giving them the benefit of the doubt and just say, fuck you, I'm going to take over you. You, you can't, I, we, you can't, you're, you can't trust yourself. So we can't trust you either. That type of thing. 
Mm. Yeah, the, the the transnational idea is definitely a problem because again, you start getting into that, and it's like, well, therefore everything I know about government is wrong because uh, as the, you know, it's basically the whole world would be like a European Union type thing. Just the European yes, Union yes. would be uh, just an explicit version of it. It depends on what brand of conspiracy theorist you are, though. It's like, are you the rational type who just sees a problem and goes, oh dear, let me investigate that further, or are you the tinfoil hat type? I, I do have to ask you though, what's your what's your I don't want to. I don't want to out you. I suppose. So I'll rather than say which one do you think is true. Which is your favorite conspiracy theory? Oh uh, well, th there's a lot of different ones. You know, there's a lot of different ones. You've got um, the flat Earth one is the one I've been looking at recently, and I think that is utterly fascinating. Like I've told you that before. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I'm not even sure if I can name them all going off. One of them is that the Jews control the world. That's a big one. There's the 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 one about. These just the one I'm talking about here, the deep state. I think that's a really famous one, and that they control the, a news conglomerate. Hmm. I think one of my favorite probably has to be the Alex Jones one, where he says that the elite are compromised by a set of a set of Satanists who are worshiping an off-world entity who is sending them by via demons sending them information about how to control the masses. I think mm. that is a fantastic story. That let's let, let's 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 go into the into the Satanist one actually because that's fascinating. <laughs> because okay, so you you've laid out a scheme or we've laid out a scheme together, I guess, of like this might be the reason why the elites are hiding things from us. It might be financial. It might be purely because they can't lead themselves. But it's like, what if you look into the Satanist symbolism <laughs> behind things, right? So you see it all the time, right? And, and it could just be a joke, you know, the fact that that Beyonce does I don't know is like this this symbol all the time, six 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 symbols, and and you see it all the time in music and in in Hollywood and. Um, all kinds of places, really. So, so what? What if it wasn't purely good intentions? What if it was uh, yeah. evil? So, but then there are complications with that because does it prove a metaphysic? Does it prove that Satan is the one true God? You know, how how, how do you get to be able to access the truth about Satan? You know, okay, let's think about that. Let Let's go to the Satan thing after i've got two things i want to bring up here and we'll go to the satan one so remind me if i forget it i'll okay. go to the actual black pill we'll call it on on if satan's real i'll, I'll do that one last because i've thought about these before and um, because I, i'm trying to like you know i'm trying to write a story a dream story i've told you about the novel essentially mm. and so what's really cool about this is that you're able to pick these up and play with them and, and try to live them out as much in order to make an interesting story about them so you have plausible deniability so you don't have to say you believe them that you're just researching a novel but um the first one i'll say is david ike is, is a pretty hardcore dude who um really fronts that idea of evil by calling them reptiles um, we call it and like you know bloodlines of reptiles that that's a really interesting one because i think that he is there he's at that point he is pretty much saying the same thing as the satanist but david ike might have a psychological problem where david ike is trying to tell us that the the elites are evil but that could be a projection of the predator onto them and um, you ever hear jordan talk about the, the 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 you know the the lowest form of of psychological imaginative interpretation is to immediately imprint the archetype of a reptile and anything dangerous yes and anything negative you see the snake of chaos and so david ike might be seeing this dream and he's been brought up in the democracy dream and then when he sees the illuminati elite all he can see is the predator in them. He can't that's see them. That's fascinating. That 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 would be the snake. I never thought of that before. But yeah, that's, no, that makes perfect sense. That's that's what I think he could be saying. That's why I think he would be fronting the reptile thing. Now that's assuming unless unless that theory about the reptile was made up by the elites. You know, the, the theory about the snakes being evil in our psychology was made up by the elites just to cover for that. 
Okay, well, there's another story because there is this other co counter theory that the Anunnaki were the, the people who descended from heaven, the dragon people, were reptiles who interbreeded with humanity and created the, the bloodlines of the rich. And that's like Jesus, dude. I don't, like the RH negative thing is scary as well because that goes into that too. But I, I like, I, I'm trying to base this as much in possible psychological theories. And so I say, David, I could be going through a psychoanalytic problem where he's, he can't see reality. All he can do is project the predator nature onto them because he fronts with Christian values a lot. He's like, oh, we're the good people. And they're the evil people. That's pretty much his entire spiel. And the evil people are almost always predators. But I'm going to talk a little bit about um, the Satanist possibility. And this is actually quite complicated as well. Forgive me. I'm going to go on a rant here. So I'll steal some airtime off you. Um, there, there is this, you, you'll definitely notice this. That there is a dream going on in the modern world where uh, people are worshipping the environment. You can say that with the death of God, we've now pedestalized the goddess and the goddess is a representative of the earth and the representative of mother nature. And so by pedestalizing the goddess, what we've done is we've actually detracted the idea of a kingdom of heaven, of a God, of a metaphysic and said, that's not real. We need to fall down and pay attention to the earth down here, what's going on. And so the general idea is that the patriarchy, the, the place of God was suppressing the earth and destroying the rainforests and destroying the, this earth that we have. And this was almost like this whole obsession with God and morals and the kingdom and the metaphysic and heaven and all that. This patriarchy was, in fact, a delusion that we carried out for 2000 years. And now we finally woke up. We've become enlightened. We've moved out away from that. And the archetype of this was Jesus. And then we've, we're coming back to this Nietzschean world of, of uh, you know, beyond good and evil, the, the world of the earth, the world of feelings, the world of down here and and our, our concern is with the environment you see this happening everywhere everybody's worshiping the environment it's like the environment this and the environment that but what's interesting is this is very close to paganism and paganism is becoming more popular now and the god of paganism the the place that we held jesus in paganism was was in, in essence um what satan was it was pan you know pan was the god of nature and so there's this almost sense that the mother mother nature is in a weird way the 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 mother of the satanic figure because that's in that simple ideology that's her she 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 is the earth and uh and satan is her kind of progeny and that's and that's not satan layered with the christian meaning that's just pan that's just seranus he was called in um, irish myth it's the horned god it's the god of fertility mithras and um, it's it's very very common archetype before christianity shows up and that is also the god of sacrifice interesting and so maybe the elite have realized that our massive populations are about to destroy the earth and so what they've done is they've 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 they're adopting this new spirituality and so they're very very worried that if we keep on going down the path we're going where we assume that all humans are valuable like christ suggests that we're going to get this massive population that's going to consume mother earth so they're wiping this away and pedestalizing mother earth and they're justifiably saying, okay, well, now we can reduce populations. Now we can cull populations because the earth is more valuable than humanity. And in doing that, they're worshiping the earth. And by, by very default, what they need to worship in earth is, in fact, the god of the earth, which is the horned god, which we would perceive as Satan. But they don't perceive him as Satan. They would see him as Bamfinet. They would see him as this, their new model. It's almost like the new god of some sort. And that would fit very neatly into the thing we we're talking about about young and so i think that could be a dreamlike explanation for why the elite may be 
going for what they're going for and using all these satanic rituals is because they have uh, an ideology, a religion that's hidden from us. And they're slowly trying to front it to us saying, this is the new religion. This is the new age. You've heard the new age before. You've heard the new world order. That's actually not a hidden word. Hitler talked about the new world order. It was a very, very common discussion point. And they're talking about um, many of those new agers say that there will come a future of a one hum humanity and it will be united under one religion. And this religion will be the religion of the earth. And and I think it is this goddess cult that's coming up. And of course, the 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 male figure in the goddess cult is Satan and he is subservient to the goddess, which is which is very interesting. And that that provides them with like a justification to cull populations and stuff. So so that, that would be my spin on that. Maybe that's a dream that's going on. Uh, maybe that is a dream that's going on and that you know you know the way peterson talks about you know he's very shady about whether or not he believes in a metaphysic right mm -hmm. for multiple reasons i think they're they're pragmatic i think he does believe in a metaphysic but so he either does believe in a metaphysic and knows that he'll be destroyed by a lot of people if he comes out and believes it or he's he's like too afraid of the alternative so he has to say mm -hmm. that that he does but he says that he acts as if god exists you know that's, that's a funny idea you know do you, so the question of course i was going to ask and this is a huge one is do the elites sort of from an unconscious state act as if this this you know satanic earthly cult religion thing is real um or do they actually believe in the metaphysic like they actually can't so the way we used to or some people still do believe in a christian god like actually literally there is it just pragmatic belief for them or is it objective too I actually, I, I want to, I want to frame this in a different way. I, I think that's the wrong question. I don't think you need to believe in the goddess. I don't think you need to believe in a metaphysic to believe in the goddess. Like if you think about a religion simply as a hierarchy of values and your dream, the dream you cast is the story which you tell yourself in order to dictate what is valuable. All you need to do is, is you just need to assume that earth is valuable. Oh and yeah. Yeah. But, yeah but, but then that, that, um, that does explain the symbolism, but it doesn't explain why they wouldn't notice the symbolism and go, oh dear. You know, if, if this is if this is one, of the, one of the dreams in the human brain and they're like, I'm going to act as if this is true. You know, exactly as you said, like in like glorious environmentalism or, or, or whatever. But then they're actually going into Bohemian Grove or whatever it is and burning owl deities. Like they, they must notice in their minds like, Ah, maybe this like the symbolism has gone too far. I mean, do you sort of see what I mean? I'm, I'm actually physically acting it out. I am worshipping yeah. Satan literally now. Like the symbolism, right? Because because you can act out a political philosophy very easily, right? So so you could you could keep it in the political, but there is like you're suggesting it goes into the unconscious, and surely you'd notice, right? Because Christians will go and they will worship God, right? So are, why are they worshiping Satan, right? I I think this this I I think the idea of worship and ritual doesn't predicate a metaphysic per se. Now it doesn't exclude it and i think you can actually layer a metaphysic onto it um, and we'll get into that this is when we'll start getting proper black pills and talking about a satanic off-world alex jones influence but i think that you can quite justifiably say for example sex is a ritual and when you engage in sex which is co quite different than you know having a cup of tea or something like that something very astounding happens after you engage in that very specific ritual with the very specific motions and very powerful feelings you know what i mean and so that, that's actually quite like you can you can ground that without a metaphysic and be like this actually happens in this world and i think with but, the but, satanic... but when you're having sex you're not drawing satanic symbols how do you mean so you know obviously sex is a ritual if you frame it in that particular manner but if i if i was engaging in a particular behavior 
such as sex, for example, <laughs> but I'm a good boy, then um, if, if I suddenly, suddenly afterwards I started doing satanic symbols, I would, I would notice that. People would go, hey, man, hey, man, that's kind of a problem. So, so do you know what I mean? It's the overt symbolism that surely somebody would notice. Okay, so th th this is this is an interesting problem. Like, I, I guess it's it's hard for me to explain it because I'm trying to go from this premise that there is no metaphysic just for the sake of the argument. Mm. But of course, like I believe that these people are acting as if they do believe in it. But you can you can use symbols without needing a metaphysic. For example, if I do this, that that causes a a, a particular reaction in your in in, in yourself. That, like, that upset me quite a bit. I don't know why you, you do something you know what I mean? so mean. It, tr it triggers you to an extent. And and in, in a weird way, this is going to sound very dark, but like when you kill a child and drink its blood, like it did something. <laughs> well, that, this is what like a satanic ritual is. Like this is what a, a basic Moloch ritual from back in the day was, is that yes. they would tr they would throw a kid in a fire. And you're like, why the fuck would they do that? And I think what that would do is that that is such an intense experience that that would sort of ground you to the earth. That would really destroy any sense of idealism you have. That, like if you kill your kid you're sort of saying to yourself okay evil exists as in like th this the world is fucked like this is an intense world it's it's sort of it's it's not even metaphysical it's psychological like once you kill a child there's no going back there's no going back to the idea of a divine heaven it's like nah man we live in a fucking hell world because that's what we've did we did this 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 is this is it that's the end and maybe all those symbols have a sort of coded meaning to that as well like maybe overtly trying to show people this shit is kind of saying to them yeah we live in a hell world and we know it and we're trying to inform you that you live there as well and there's not like you know this is it it's trying to suck you into the dream suck you into the trance and that doesn't predicate mm. a metaphysic it's quite psychological in that way that's why it's also quite worrying is because that could be the way they're playing it and that would make sense to me as well it's kind of like slowly indoctrinating people through music and art and culture to say you know 666 the devil's here this is this is it this is reality we're we're bringing you back into out of your hallucination back into this shit and whatnot oh yeah yeah they, they could be using it as a tool for sure it could be a psychological tool where we'll say some of their high up occultist friends who who are like 100 years ahead of young or whatever found out that this is how you control the population you have to use yeah. symbols so so they go about their day lives are like i don't worship satan but they will they will act as if they do so yeah okay i'm i'm, I'm on board with that the the idea of there actually being a metaphysic and they're worshiping satan would be more interesting to me. I'd, I'd much rather believe in that because that's so fun. Like it's it's why it's why if, if anyone says they would they don't want the earth to be flat is lying to themselves. It's like how fun would that be? How boring do you have to be to not want the earth to be flat? How boring do you not want the world to be? I can understand why you wouldn't want Satan necessarily unless there was a god to offset. If it was just Satan, man, then you know well, we, this we're is, definitely in trouble. This this is oh Jesus, dude! Like that's a black pill if I've ever heard it. This this is an interesting idea though. Is that um. Yes. So what if they're doing all this behavior from the premise that there is such thing as a metaphysical like, OK, so this this is the essential dream that we're casting as conspiracy theorists back up onto the elite is saying that these people are doing all this weird shit that I described in my what, what I could say based way as like some type of Mother Earth cult. But maybe maybe these people have fucked with some occult shit that we don't really understand and they've allowed demons to come into their life and maybe they've broke through into the astral plane and then satan latched onto them like a parasite and is now controlling their minds and they're now like automatons 
And so maybe like the flat earth idea is that we're living in this fishbowl and God's looking over it. And it's like the book of job. And then Satan's like, okay, well, give me a chance to try get as many of these motherfuckers as I can. And if they all fall for it, well, then do I get to keep them? And God's like, yeah, I'll throw them out because they're useless anyway. And then I'll keep the ones who stay good or some shit like that. And so Satan is reaching down through his astral plane into the minds of these elites and saying them, saying to them, the, the essential deal is like, I will give you infinite power. I will give you eternal life. I will let you drink children's blood and you'll live forever. I will give you like unlimited prostitutes. I'll give you all the money you could ever dream. Money won't even be such a thing. I'll give you an entire army working for you. And you just you just do this for me. And what they do is all these rituals and they they can try try pacify the populations, get them all in drugs and then um, slowly lead them into a, a hedonistic trick. And then Satan gets them. And like th that's actually a very interesting idea because you can you can layer that on top of these psychological dreams and just as an extra layer to make it even more intense. But you can also take that out of it. And there's still something there, which I find interesting. And um, for example, Jordan Peterson frames this as the 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 uh, hierarchy, the the machine, the the society, the state can be benevolent or it can flip and be tyrannical. And you could argue that when the state's benevolent, it's God, and then when it flips and becomes tyrannical, it's Satan. Yep. And it's almost like God and Satan are at war for what the state becomes, and that's what really depends is what these elites choose to worship. And that's probably why people took so seriously in the past a divine king who seemed to have a good character. Whereas nowadays, because we don't know who the elite are, we can only assume that there are a load of Illuminati cultists who have sold their soul to Satan and are now leading us. And we we need someone like Donald Trump, a divine king who believes in God to go and take them all out. And that's what we were hoping he'd do. And, and that's what the whole drain the swamp thing was sort of about secretly in our deep psychological minds is that he would go out and kill all the Satanists. And now we're probably a bit black pill because he didn't. Well, that fits within the whole Christian myth as well, though, doesn't it? Yes. It fits, it fits, it fits in the book of Job perfectly. So it stops being conspiracy theories and starts being this is actually or, or could be a part of the Christian myth. You know, I, I always wonder how deep these myths and dreams go, because you talked about like killing children, eating children and things. Uh, by the way, this video is going to be like demonetized immediately because it's going to <laughs> all the words, all of your videos are going to be demonetized immediately. But it's like, OK, where did the idea of eating children to grow young come from? And, and, and you could say it's purely psychological. You know, you consume their life essence. But then in like in, in mythological terms, usually like the blood has been the life essence of things. And they did experiments. Uh, they, they keep doing experiments. There was a uh, so the, the top scientific journal in the world is Nature. In order to get a paper in Nature, you you have to be. I, I pronounce that like Nietzsche for a second. In order to get a paper in Nature, you have to be one of the top scientists in the world in your particular field. It's got it's got to not only like prove something new, but that it's ridiculously significant. So if you want to know about like. Con you know, recent science read nature and they had a paper about 10 years ago where they did blood transfusions on mice they took old mice and they took young mice and oh they did blood God. transfusion from from the young mice into the old <laughs> mice and their their lifespan increased dramatically you actually you don't get something in nature unless it's a big increase in data between between two, two, two different groups so uh yes it's actually linked into our biology as well that if you consume the lifeblood of someone younger than yourself you will live much longer and I find it absolutely fascinating. See, this is where it gets weird, man, is that like, like, you know, dot connecting, like these things start to make a bit too much sense. Like, for example, in Silicon Valley, you can look this up and so you find it as an article. And there's these guys called, I think they're called, uh, 
young boys or something like that. I, can't, I actually can't remember the name, but there's a load of Silicon Valley billionaires who are getting young kids who want to get into Silicon Valley, you know, get, get a, get a shot at the big time. And what they'll do is they'll, they'll offer blood transfusions to rich guys and the rich guys will pay them like 30 grand to take out a load of their blood and then, and like put it into themselves for those same reasons. And that's completely normal, completely accepted. And that's completely along those lines of like absorb the youth for the sake of for the sake of eternal life in some sense and um i i guess on some level this is where it gets a little bit spiritual is that or super psychological we can call it is that when you hit that age when you hit the when you hit the pinnacle of society and you you don't need to worry about money and you don't need to worry about a job or stability or all that shit what's the what's the thing that really comes into your mind is is mortality the specter of death floats over you and you're like, well, how do I beat that? And probably that's probably the biggest anxiety humanity ever experiences. And in many ways, we can perfectly psychologically ground this is that you almost get presented with the idea of accepting God's plan, which is to say that I am going to die and I should act morally and I'll get an afterlife. And of course, no one believes that anymore because we, we've been rationalized. And so they might say to themselves, all right, we are Faustian souls. We can conquer anything. Why can't we conquer death? And once you're an elite, you're sort of saying, well, how do I conquer death? And it's probably like, well, maybe I got to engage in this satanic deal where I start, you know, drinking children's blood to get eternal life or something like that. And this may sound fucking crazy, but like, it's not unusual. Stuff like this was happening all the way back in Babylon before Christianity even showed up. This is thousands of years old, thousands of years old. So it's, um, it's a very, very strange stuff indeed. Um, well, 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 you got to okay. If the elites have these powers, how would we know that, right? And a very good marker of that would be, as time goes on, as science gets better, the elites live disproportionately longer than we do. How old? This... How old is the queen? How old is Prince Philip? How old did the queen mother live for? There was a there was a big. It wasn't George Soros. I keep getting too confused, but a very very big. Um, some considered to be shady billionaire guy who died like a year ago, hundred years old. So, so if we were to run this experiment, what we would do is over the course of our lifetimes, we'd see, are the elites living disproportionately longer than everybody else? Are they? Well, are they? I was looking, <laughs> I was, just today I was looking up the queen's daily routine. It's like she eats nothing but carbohydrates, basically. Um, she has like meat in there too, but has mostly carbohydrates. And um, she has three alcoholic beverages a day. She's like 90 what? something and she's the queen. She, she literally, she'll, she'll drink from 12 onwards. She must and, be great, Craig. Probably. <laughs> Probably, but it's like, how how does she get to live that long when we're being told that these things kill us? It's like, hmm, hmm. But that, that isn't me supporting it, obviously. It's because that's what three data points I mentioned. It's like, that would be a way you could rationally test it. So to think that beforehand would be, you know, silly, unless it is purely psychological. But it, but this is what the conspiracy theorist types like to do. It's like, they want to bring the psychological. They don't realize it's psychological, it's abstract. And they bring it down into reality and go, here's the technology. You know, here's, here's Tesla actually talking about, you know, bringing the divine judgment of God down from the sky through his through his Tesla experiments where he called lightning bolts down, supposedly. Yeah. And I, that's connected to the real life, which you, you risk making it too exciting. You know, it just gets too exciting at that point. And then again, you've got to examine your motivation for it. Yeah, see, th that's it. Like... Uh... That that is the very hard problem. Is that are are you getting into this shit because your life's a disaster and you need meaning? Like I actually said this before. I think the fundamental one is that you know we live in this tiny globe in a meaningless universe, and that might be reality. And if that's the case, that 
gives you such a punch in the stomach about whether you matter or not that you're probably going to fall into nihilism and that's a disaster because nihilism is the hardest psychological spec that you're ever going to deal with that's even harder than death death you can actually hack if there's a point but if there's no point to anything you can you can't even hack life that's a very intense problem mm. and so nietzsche a, a, a fantastic philosopher says that people will find any reason to defeat nihilism they will go into christian they will believe that a man died and rose again now i'm not saying he didn't i actually have a lot of uh, kudos for the, the the christian myth i do believe in a metaphysics to a huge extent and i actually i'm very very on the fence i i'm sort of I think I lean towards being a, a, a resurrection, a pro-resurrection person, you know what I mean? But nonetheless, we'll, we'll assume that we're going to be all, you know, Richard Dawkins here. And we'll just assume that, uh, yeah, fucking people believe in the, re the, the resurrection because, you know, they, they're so they're so scared of the void, of nihilism, of the big, empty, um, cold, uncaring universe that they'll choose that. And then so what, what can happen there is you can have that s sorrow in yourself and then you can get this theory this theory is that that's not true because there is a set of illuminati blood-sucking reptiles that have created a matrix like in the movie the matrix in order to farm you for your tax energy so that by telling you that the earth is in fact not flat and that the earth is in fact a weird globe that makes you a nihilist and because if the earth was flat that changes everything that means that you absolutely have a very helocentric important sorry geocentric important position in the world and god is watching down on you to an extent and the gods are real like mars and jupiter and all that are watching down on you and that that reinvigorates your life a lot and the problem there is that this is a hard thing it's like is that my psychology trying to deal with the problem of nihilism or is that actually the reality and is that actually the cause of nihilism and that is such a profound problem that uh, I think I think we need to take over the government, start a revolution, and then take over the scientific uh, community, and then send them to the North Pole as an expedition. That's well, yeah, okay. So if someone's a conspiracy theorist, you've got to examine their life, and you could say this is a tool of the elites. But there is in Futurama, for example, in all of all the um, TV programs that exist, there's always the tinfoil hats, not quite archetype, but stock character. Is that a tool of the elites to discredit conspiracy theorists? It's See, like, this well, is it. Maybe, maybe, but it's like you, you examine the average conspiracy theorist, usually they're either a really disillusioned young man or they're sort of old and retired and bored. It's, it's, it's like you sort of go up to them and, and, and you can, not that I do this, of course, and you ask them about conspiracy theories and they'll come back to you with like evidence after evidence after evidence. And you're like, how did you have the time to do this? You know, it's like, and then it's really difficult to pass out exactly what it is. Us right now, are we truly going into this with, um, we'll say good intentions, or <laughs> or do we want to? We'll say we want to believe that life is more exciting than it is, or we want to appear like well we're really intelligent because we know the truth, and you know, and we and, and we we secretly want want to signal to the audience whoever might be watching for validation that we're smart and you should listen to us. It's like that, that's complicated because yes, we, 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 we 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 human beings. It's like so maybe you should take a conspiracy theorist seriously if they've got their life completely and utterly in order, like if. Compare it to like compare it to like, like like dodgy homeless man who goes the government's out to get you, laddie. Versus if Jordan Peterson suddenly came out and go, the world is flat, boys. No. But see, this is there's, there's a massive problem there. There's a massive problem there in thinking in that. First of all, it's ad hominem to dismiss someone's arguments based on their character, like Nietzsche, but, for example. But, but it's to do with um, suspected motivation. Okay, true, true. But but for example, Nietzsche was was uh, definitely a loser by all accounts but he was like 
an absolute monster in terms of the genius of the, the the thundering power of his thinking you know and so that's that's a pretty difficult problem for me is like well can you really trust everything nietzsche says and it's like you actually have to dig into it and break down his arguments and when you do that you realize that these arguments are absolutely unbelievable and because he took so much time as an a, a migtau that he actually figured something out and then there's also the problem that if these conspiracy theorists are right and there is a conspiracy to keep people down when they start talking about it well wouldn't you imagine that the system would start to push them lower down the hierarchy yes. to make yes. you less likely to believe in them so then, then you start hitting on a, a pretty intense problem but at the same time people like joe rogan who set up fear factory for example he went around to a load of these people around the states and asked them about their conspiracy theories about the moon landing being false and all that shit. And he said that every time he went to interview people, he would always notice something really weird about them is that they were all like kind of dudes who kind of needed a girlfriend. He said that there was always that sense about them. And then um, that was, that was even more complicated than that though, because Joe Rogan did not believe in the moon landings for a very long time. And then the higher his popularity got, the more he was like, no, the moon landings happened. And they're like, no, the elites have got to him. Right. You know, the dark satanic metaphysical forces got to him. So that complicates it too. It's like, is he being genuine or is he not? And then you have people like Alex Jones, like uh, the closer we get to a major election, he gets dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah. And like, and the thing but, is, is Alex, but, but, Alex but, talks about everything. That, that that happens. Yeah, exactly. That that happens to lots of different, we'll say, conspiracy types. And if they all get knocked off the map, it's like, well, which one is the real one? Because they sometimes they have infighting with each other. So it's like, is the motivation of the elites just to shut these idiots up? You know, or is it like we're going to shut them all up so that the public are confused that like generally distrusting the system is a bad idea? see this is it and this is where it becomes difficult is like surely if these people were were telling the lies that if you just let them talk they would they would expose themselves so what's what's the what's the intelligence in censoring them mm. and that's a very difficult problem like surely if someone believes in the flat earth you should sit, sit down with them with a beer if you give a shit like you can obviously say, i don't i don't care i don't want to talk to you but you can be like all right there's a beer explain convince me i'll sit here and i'll listen convince me if you present evidence and we'll use surely there's a way we can think which is scientific and logical and proofed and if you prove it to me i'll accept it i i just won't i won't wipe you off and isn't that the isn't that the correct way to go about this stuff and is that not a psychological tell that there seems to be a co um, a coordinated effort among powerful people mm. to block off these alternate opinions that is very suspicious but again that's countered by the idea that perhaps the elite understand that the masses are too sheepish and dumb to be trusted and too violent. And so they must be, they must be sinisterly led. Um, which is very, very um not unflattering for you know the the working class to admit, but it may actually be the reality. It's maybe like maybe if we found out what's actually going on, we would we would slaughter the load of people that are actually that that are the best people to lead us. And that that's a problem. Uh, yeah, so maybe the motivation idea is kind of a non-starter then in terms of acting from, you know, can we figure out if there's an elite purely by examining people's motivations? No, because you can have it both sides. Exactly as you were saying, it could be benevolent shutting down or malevolent shutting down. Could it be in good faith? Well, it actually, to me, maybe, of course, perhaps more likely that there is an elite that wants to shut people up because that, that would make the most logical sense. But then people aren't necessarily logical people are they say so maybe they, they could be thinking like we have to shut these people up because the more fringe they get the more likely they're to get 
you know, fringe politically, that they're going to get resentful, right? So if they start being convinced by these idiots that um, that we're out to get them, when secretly we're not, then it's best to shut them up in case they all go become far-right fascists, right? But, but, but then, again, that's just another thing in the motivation mess. So how else would you elucidate if a conspiracy theory is true if it's not through motivation? It's like you can't. You actually can't. You're not powerful enough to know. It's, it, you know, and 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 you'll talk to conspiracy theorists like, we'll tell you a flat earther. They're one hundred percent convinced that the Earth is flat. It's like, well, that's a problem because it's like now you're discrediting the idea of flat Earth as such as like you're so emotionally invested in this, we can't pass out what's true and what's your emotion projecting things onto the idea. And then that model varies from person to person, and there's infighting within the community, and it's like. I, you can't tackle this. It's like it becomes impossible to tackle, except I guess in the way we're doing, which is hypothetically this is perhaps the most likely, right? Well, I think I think we can we can draw the first principles, and then we have to get very pragmatic about it. Like a first principle we can pull is that can is there reason to distrust at all? Like is there is there any red flags? And for example, I would suggest that Edward Snowden is a pretty big red flag. Yes. Like you sort of suggest that you shouldn't you shouldn't trust what's going on there you know they're listening to you whoever they are we don't know so we have to wipe that off the table it's it's almost like i think maybe the biggest problem with conspiracy theorists is that they always have a complete theory like alex jones is like yeah it's well no he's not like that's actually straw man and alex jones quite a lot alex jones says this is what the elite believe they believe that they're there there's a satanic off world uh, forces that are manipulating them or whatever but you know you kind of get people who are in the flat earth thing and are like this is exactly what the world is like and you're kind of like oh dude whoa maybe it'll be better for you to say teach people how to doubt because if you can put in that seed of doubt which i think is very justifiably easy to do if like edward snowden a member of the government says the government are spying on you illegally you're like fuck Okay, that's scary. Edward Snowden says the government change laws in order to violate your rights to suit themselves. You're like, fuck, man. What? That means that that puts in a seed a problem. MK Ultra, which was declassified, and they actually tried to burn the documents, but the documents, some documents were improperly filed. And so those documents got released in 1977. They read through those documents. It's like, yes, we took children from the populations of America, Canada, I think maybe even Europe, and we sexually abused them to see how the trauma would affect their mind. You're like, the, go the, the agencies did that. The official tax-funded governments did that. So it's like, fuck okay well there's another problem there's another red flag maybe it's like if you're with a partner and he like punches you in the stomach you're kind of like dude maybe he's not like a totally a good guy you know what i mean like maybe there's something a little bit off about him and so the more of these that collect up you, you're kind of putting in that idea of like all right maybe we should rationally doubt everything we're getting fed and mm -hmm. then that's when you start leading into the idea of the fake news stuff and the kind of political agendas and you can sort of kind of say you can kind of side with these people who are more in the fringe and say all right i get what you're you're getting at you're saying that all right these people are putting forward this idea that like you know unquestioned mass immigration and if you question that you're a nazi you're sort of like well wait you've lied before what's your intentions here maybe you've lost our the people's faith and maybe it's now on you you motherfuckers to actually come out with better quality arguments for the internet age to explain to us why we should trust you anymore maybe it's time for you to front up and tell us what the fuck's going on and that's an interesting problem because that's probably not going to happen but that probably is the thing that needs to happen
so it's strange that, yes yeah i saw your tinfoil hat come on there a little bit no 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 but no no of course so okay first principles right i don't know how anybody could possibly doubt that so then you go okay what do we do about this what else can we learn it's like well small government would be a good idea in that case so then everyone goes all conservative because they're like well if if they're out to get us or if they're lying to us why would we want more of them that sounds reasonable but is that is that as far as you can take it because to me, logically, based on those first principles, you can't go from there to, you know, Putin is secretly some vampire from an off-world thing, you know, because because then it would be a more like more likely that Alex Jones is just acting religiously, that he's like the Satan people that he talks about is the metaphysical dream idea within the book of Job, right? Because that's embedded into all of our, you know, collected psyches. That's more likely. Where the hell do you go from the first principle? Because that, that's where I'm stuck at. It's like, well, we don't trust the elite. Okay, I'll vote small government done what now and then your imagination goes well that's another problem what are they doing and then and then then it becomes almost, almost like an unpragmatic thing because it, it drives you to some form of like revolution where it's like they are all vampires trying to kill our children and drink their blood and it's like well what the hell do i do about that see that see that's a good problem it's because i think if we were to approach this rationally and try find first principles and we find that first principle of distrust and we all accept that as a first principle that and i think that is actually in the collective unconscious now i don't think i think most people do not trust the government and i think there are some people for example like jordan peterson who are pushing an alternate idea of like trust society trust the system the system's good the hierarchy is good and i actually worry a little bit about that because i do get why he's saying that I, I do think that people need to stop you know becoming activists and like cutting off their dick and then trying to become like a different gender and dyeing their hair and all that but at the same time he, he says this a lot you got to be careful about throwing out the baby with the bathwater. and i think he actually does that you know i think he throws out he says that like no every every person who doesn't clean their room and goes out and challenges reality is a problem instead you should go and sort your life out play the game and then you can kind of question it later and you kind of notice that that's not exactly it, it's almost like these people like guy fox they need to have messy rooms they need to be a little bit insane and they need to come at us with these they need to be these insane people who research all these old documents that no one wants to bother with because they're too busy going to the gym and partying and then they present all this stuff and then suddenly a load of people read it and it just seeds that little bit of doubt and then you're like okay okay there's something up here but then you're right the problem becomes well, what the fuck do you do about it like it's that's just that's all nice and cool to know that you can't trust the fucking government what the fuck do you do about that next and then it turns out it's like yeah i don't really know like it, it does that mean i have to get politically active well like, what does that, mean? that becomes a problem you gotta remember with peterson though it's like he is he's very smart with his words he says that the truth is like a weapon and it can cut so he's deliberately holding things back if he suddenly came out and was like and he does actually say this he's like well no system is completely good or completely bad because then you go into I ideology you know that's when he says nazi germany or soviet russia where it was all good state or bad whatever else right so it's the same thing with with the conspiracy idea where he's implying in his words like it's not completely good it's not completely bad and maybe that's enough maybe that's enough for that one man to fight because you know he's in the academic setting he's he's had his you know his, his his life's been turned upside down over the course of over two years now, and he's more concerned about the the more postmodernist radicals on the ground and the ones in the universities. So that's the crusade he'll fight against. Because you can imagine if he suddenly came out and was like, "Well, you also can't trust the government because of MK Ultra." It's like that that would then people be like, "He's a crazy man." 
And then you've got to be like, oh, same thing when we talk about in the Ion lectures in, in, in that first episode. It's, it's like, what's the real reason he's not talking about this, right? Yes, is it yes. is it because he's trying to hide things from you? Is it because he's stupid? Is it because of, no, no, I think there's something more going on where he's, he's, he's trying to think because then it comes to what the hell are you going to do about it? Because if you take Peterson's framework, I think as, as we both are doing, it's like, yeah, question things. Things aren't perfect. But then what can you do about it? Like, well, maybe if we were actually serious about this, we'd make sure that uh, in our quest to try and make the situation better, we wouldn't make it worse. And the chances of that happening are so astronomically slim, it's unbelievable. So then you do the sort yourself out thing and you're like, well, I'm going to make my life better. I'm going to self-improve myself. I'm going to get myself secure. I'm going to get myself a nice a nice wife, have 50,000 children, you know, promote moral values that way. And then maybe when I know that I'm as smart as Carl Jung and as wise as Nietzsche, for example, then I'll try and be like, okay, that's bad. You know, you know so, so maybe in a parallel universe, an alternative to Peterson would have been, you know, rather than attacking the postmodernists, he would have attacked the the deep state, for example. And then there are plenty yes. of people doing the deep state thing too. So maybe it's like, well, that's that's being covered and that's not working so well. But no one's covering the postmodernist stuff, so I will cover that. So see what I mean? Uh, yes, I like. I think Peterson is because this is this is another problem is that you, you, you pontificating about this stuff is important. It's important to establish premises, but but intellectualization is never going to change anything. It's actually now you don't even start change without intelligentsia with people like Jordan. You need academics to set the ball rolling, but it's fundamentally down to action, which matters. And so like, actually I'm going to brush Jordan off the table here and say, you get that distrust thing. The question is sort of, this is what Jordan complicates it is like, do you, you kind of have to distrust their intentions, the, 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 the system, the, the man will say, and the question is, do they have good intentions or bad intentions? And that's a big fucking problem. Because if they have good intentions, well, obviously you should just go along with it as like a kind of woke part of the crowd and then say, all right, yeah, I'm just going to participate in this. And this is actually what Jordan, I think, is trying to tell people to do. But what if they have bad intentions? And what if he's he knows that or he's lying or he just doesn't know that? Maybe he's naive to that. What if they do genuinely have bad intent? Like, for example, one conspiracy theory is the white genocide one, so that the European nations are trying to flood Europe with non-nationals, which is going to destroy European culture once and for all. And so if we all start you know, trying to pay our taxes and be good men, what we're doing is we're paying our taxes to the welfare state, which is funding a new population to produce children, which are eventually going to turn violent and kill off the white race shall we say and that's a bit of a problem because if that's the plan and we go along with that where that's essentially digging our own grave and so that means that we have to have a serious adult talk about the seriousness behind that like we have to seriously sit down and be like if that's happening if the intentions are negative well then we should start getting more realistic about what we should do about it and that becomes a lot more less about focusing on influence and all that and becomes a lot more focusing on how do we ascertain power and this is where you start getting to shit that you can't really talk about too much in the internet because it's like well what is power power is the ability to deploy force and it's the ability to own the army and the police and it's the ability to own the law and it's the ability to have positions in government and and then what well if the government's sinister how do you get these things well you have to take them it becomes very nietzschean it becomes very warlike and that's where you start getting the revolution path and that's i think this is the thing there's people this is why people are so careful around this is because if you follow these to their logical conclusions and assume these premises assume the premise of negative intentions 
well then you only get the one conclusion like if the elite are bad they're not going to be nice and give you what you want they're not going to play your game you're going to have to take it from them and that's a very 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 dark problem because this is exactly what i'm saying the elite if we're assuming they're benevolent probably know that you're going to try do that and so they're going to try stop you from doing that because they know people will reach these conclusions somewhat unconsciously mm. see what i'm saying there that's a massive problem uh, yeah yeah i definitely see what you're saying i actually think peterson's model supports what you're saying too because you've got to obviously clean your room is like a fun meme right and it's, it's kind of a joke thing and um and you can level criticism at well i need to do more than just clean my room it's like yeah well no shit you need to do more than just clean your room <laughs> but, but then you, you got to spread it and be like so what does clean your room mean and you say sort of sort yourself out it's like what does that mean is what we're doing right now cleaning our room our our, our metaphorical room it's like well you're coming forth with with ideas and i'm coming forth with ideas and we'll bounce them off each other and we'll make sure we both won't go insane and and we we know that we don't want each other to go insane or at least we hope we don't because <laughs> we've sorted ourselves out to the point where we know it's probably a bad idea to make other people insane right we, we i imagine we want what's best for us or or society as a whole so let's try and get out of this with like a coherent like framework for which to work from so is going and researching about the powers that be sorting yourself out. So obviously you gotta get a priority list because you can't say to someone who's like 16, like, well, we have to get politically active about the the bloody government suppressing us. And it's like, you know, maybe you should sort yourself out first so that you're most useful in that fight. You know, cause, cause that's the whole idea. It's like, we, we're gonna make you into a strong man or a strong woman so that you're capable of doing this. You know, I don't think he's, he's being, um, or that metaphor in general is sort of antithetical to to what you're saying. It's, it's just it actually supports it. It's like we'll start with with first principles. We'll start with self improvement. Then we'll make you into something that's worthwhile actually going and doing this fight. But if you're still chronically masturbating to pornography five times a day because you can't control where your hand goes, you know, maybe you're not much good. Maybe there's other priorities, and your motivation for hating that and and getting into the conspiracy theories in the first place is probably not well justified. I think that's a good point. Now I'm going to offer a counter argument and I'm only only doing this for the sake of the conversation. All right. Um, maybe the reason why people chronically masturbate, maybe the reason why we've got these situations where men are killing themselves, maybe they've got these situations where men are addicted to video games is because the, the nihilism problem. It's because they feel there's no meaning. And if we're assuming the negative intentions of the powers to be, maybe they have put us in a position where the world doesn't matter. Life doesn't matter. Maybe they're trying to suppress us intentionally. Maybe they are controlling our minds and, and fucking doing all this satanic shit and dumbing us down and getting us addicted to this stuff because it's easier to control us. And so maybe that instinct to find a conspiracy is it's 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 essentially it's the the instinct to find God. It's the instinct to find a reason. It's the instinct to find something justifiable. And so sort of telling some people to go clean your room is is a cop out for what the instinct is asking. The instinct is asking what's actually what's the truth what's going on and so maybe people like jordan saying oh maybe you should shut up and clean your room is it's i, I get it i get it. it's a important message but maybe the, the actual right thing is to address the instinct full on and say all right guys let's sit down and let's have a serious talk about what actually might be going on maybe i, I should not try deflect away from your your genuine calling of being like well what if what if all this stuff isn't a real problem maybe i should go to it and say okay well let's let's actually deal with it properly because maybe the whole clean your room thing is a little bit of a, a a way to pull people away from the actual desire in their soul the video games is like i want to i want a goal i want something to fight for in my life the porn is like i want 
well, maybe it's something similar. Or maybe it's just like, I want a woman. I don't know. And, and then, yes, the conspiracy theories is I want a theory. I want a worldview of some sort. And so there could be that side of it as well. There could be that side of it as well. It's like a bit of a dodge. Uh, yes, I, I, I still think that, and we should probably end in a minute, but I, I still think that 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 fits because it, that's a valid motivation for which you should go and sort yourself out with. Because uh, the only way out of that and saying that the sort yourself out stuff is stupid is if you say that once people are woke about the truth of the government, they will magically overcome their vices and they won't have to go through the individuation process, which I don't believe. You know, you, well, I'm not supposed to believe any of the conspiracy theories, right? But that sounds too <laughs> outlandish to be just silly. That's just against human nature in general. It's like, well, human nature is lied to us by the government. It's like, okay, like that just becomes, <laughs> for, for argument's sake, right? So it's like, that could be, you know, so if, if you want to know the answers about the world and know the truth, capital T, truth, that's something down the line. Like, you're interested in that? Focus on yourself first. If, if you're incapable of getting into the evolutionary mindset of breeding with another human being so that you can continue the, the, the gene pool, it's like that's priority number one, continuation of the species. And that, and that requires you to really sort yourself out, right? Not, not clean your room, right? But it's like that first. And it's like earn enough money so you're a competent human first. Then we overthrow the government, right? I think, like that's then, right? That, that's a good point like like uh, like we're gonna let me let me use the frame of the white genocide one and say that maybe they're trying to eliminate the white race in order to create a passive mulatto latte race of some sort but um like the the solution to that might not be to figure out exactly what's going on the, the solution to that might be to accept some traditional premises such as we'll create a family and yes. some children because there's many, many men who are spending all their time with porn instead of, for, for example, a lady. And all of that, that, that vital semen could be used to produce <laughs> vital white children. And that could cause quite a lot of, uh, a, quite a, a significant enhancement in the democratic process and by balancing the demographics of some mm. sort. So there is that side of it, of course. Well, of course, the, so. the only way around that is if um, the the problem of, we'll say, white genocide for argument's sake is so imminent that we have to overthrow the government now. And it's like, yes. well, that, so, but then that becomes a, a legitimate problem. And it's like, what makes you think you're capable of overthrowing the fecking government? Oh, there, there's another one. It's like, that's, for example, say the England one, say suddenly England's going to get taken over by Islam. And so, all right, the, the, the English folk have to take back the government. The English army is probably the second best army in the world. Like the English, the British army, the people who... It's the best army in the world. Thank you very much. Apart from, uh, I was going to say the Irish one, but no, you stomped us. Fucks. <laughs> so like, it's it's like that type of idea of, um, of like, uh, like if, if me and you say went over to Manchester and said, right, let's get a shotgun and a fucking handgun and went after the British government, they would roll up with a tank and they would just destroy us. Like, like how, how does that even work? Yeah, well, yeah, you couldn't unless you got every single person involved at the same time. And people would do that. I mean, people have done that in the past. French Revolution, for example. But when, when the threat perceived is so high, it's like, currently, I do not think the solution to the first principle in which you stated, which was distrust the government, is to get every single low-life chump to go buy illegal guns from the Middle East and overthrow the, the poor queen in her palace. So like, I, I just don't see that as the most reasonable. I think, I think no, 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 tra no. Like, like traditional values, you know, actually fight it on the level of values, you know, and, and, and that's what people are getting from Peterson, for example, or, or from those general philosophical commentators. Values, then we'll go and do naughty things.
<laughs> oh, so we have a plan. Yes, quite okay. Excellent. We'll take back Splendid, England. Splendid, good sir. Splendid. So we'll take we'll take back England, and then we'll unite it under an Irish monarchy. Is that what you just what said? What do you mean, take no. back England? Because, like, if you think about it, Ireland's the best, and so in a weird way, we had Scotland, Ireland, the Gales, and the Saxons came in and took England from the original people, and so we're going to take it back and establish Albion, and then explore the North Pole and discover where the Tuatha Dé Danann came from. And you can be, I'll definitely, you can definitely be a serf in my kingdom. I won't kill you or anything like that. It, it actually really upset me when I found out that King Arthur was a Welsh legend and not an English one. I got visibly <laughs> upset. The the Saxons would have been like, uh, they would have been Norse, wouldn't they? So they'd have Odin. Mm. They brought Odin over. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Um, one last thing, and then I think we could close on this, is that also in terms of a counterinsurgency movement, like the conspiracy theorists all unite together and accept that there's a white genocide, the earth is flat, everything, you know, I don't know, there's Satanists or some shit like that. Th there will also be the problem of within that context, within that movement, there will be a hierarchy and there will be leaders and there will be a laity. And uh, that will become a very difficult problem. I think that's what the problem is, is that when you replace one hierarchy, you need to establish a new one that always involves blood. So I think people go in with like positive intentions of being like, all right, bad government, let's go clear them out. And then they do it. And then it's like, sweet. All right, now we've got the power. Reign of terror happens. Blood runs through the streets of France. And uh, well, they, they, they go ISIS. That's ISIS for you. It's, yeah, it's exactly yeah. the same thing. And even if you take somebody like, we'll take the golden one for example. I love him for, for his myths. Don't love him for his politics. But look at what he's doing. He's like, all right, men. I can't do his voice, so I won't do it. Make yourself, you know, find a fair maiden, bulk up, you know, and stop watching porn. Read random books. You know, it, it's it's all fought on the level of values. Then we get our AKs and we go ahead and, and <laughs> kill, you know, murder people. Oh, because and if you don't take your framework of, um, you know, there will always be. A devil there'll always be an evil within the power structure then you're operating in a utopian dream and then you can use the framework of ideology bye-bye right yeah yeah james is, this is fascinating holy shit <laughs> we're uh do we actually have anybody live in here we, we had a quite a lot and um, i'll check the live chat oh, i see and we're doing this from google hangouts people so our live chats are never we don't actually see them because fucking you know youtube they're like pretty much broke at this stage they don't really have that much power at all so they don't really know how to so, so you stuff. can trust youtube because they're not part of the elite you should definitely trust youtube definitely trust definitely trust facebook that i found a video of mark zuckerberg and he pulled off his hoodie because he said he never takes off his hoodie he pulled off his hoodie and inside of it was a a hexagon which was very strange because that is a uh, saturnian, it's a saturnian symbol it's very very strange man oh for god's it. sake I'll, I'll send you that video afterwards you should also um, definitely trust patreon specifically my patreon <laughs> that's, that's the only part of that website that's not corrupt and you should support the parts that aren't corrupt i i will link james's patreon below and you, you could uh fund fund his insurgency if you wish that's that accounts as a recruitment pretty much um yes we we had a fair few comments i'll read out a few of them hello i'm listening but not in the chat i hope you two fine fellas are doing well today that's from sammy sammy must follow us thank hi you from, thank you sammy. Hi, i appreciate it hi from portland oregon oh wow jesus hello that's just it. And um, he mentioned, so this is from uh, Niall. He mentioned two supernatural experiences, one involving a loud banging. Oh, yeah. So this is uh, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson mentioned two supernatural experiences, one involving a loud banging noise from the trunk of his car yeah. three times while having something. And apparently, an argument, wasn't he? blood transfusion. Oh, and this is another one from Niall. Blood transfusions from teenagers. You've finished my sentence, thanks. Eyes Wide Shut by Stanley Kubrick, the Apollo mission to the moon, oh, The yeah. Shining, 
a Space Odyssey front yeah, screen yeah, yeah. projection. Yeah, yeah, 2001: A Space Odyssey was supposedly like a a, a um, an earlier version of the moon landing. He was testing it, and then obviously the shining because of the the moon landing symbolism in that was like his way of repenting for his sins or, or signaling to the public that he'd done it. I've heard this, and Eyes Wide Shut like is like that's no fucking joke, man. That's some mm -hmm. fucked up shit. It's um, rice farmers took on the U.S. Now I don't know what that means, but that that sounds like hardcore shit, man. Maybe, maybe good for the rice farmers, man. It could have been the the tariffs or something like that. I, I know Trump was all about that shit. So, so that was that was our comments, man. So we had a few. Very nice, very nice. Love, love your stuff, people. Thank you very much for watching. Drop some real deep comments below. Tell us what you think. Tell us if we figured it all out. Tell tell James what you thought of his his uh, plan to take over the British Empire and reestablish an imperium over domination over the Earth, and we'll explore space and the North Pole, and um. You've definitely subscribed to his channel and thank you very much that's about it all from me James, thank you people i appreciate you all remember to uh remain somewhat sane in the wake of this conversation though <laughs> yeah fuck. <laughs> that was just what <laughs> right see you later people bye-bye bye-bye